Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, Maurice? How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Good. How was your weekend? It was good. Um, on Saturday, I spoke at that intelligent speech conference. So it was um, a virtual conference. Um, and it was a lot of history podcasts. Um, but then they wanted people to speak on, you know, like Black experience and um, and things like that, especially with everything that's going on in the world today. So I right. spoke about um, basically intersectionality and how that kind of, um, I wouldn't say complicates the movement, but you know how um, recently there were like people posting saying how, you know, like LGBT people of color or trans black women, like their their movements don't matter right now. It's more about just black lives. Remember they were like, People right, right. People like videos take... yeah. on yeah, on social media. So I kind of talked about about the impact mm-hmm. of that and how intersectionality is like very important as much um much much you know, it's kind of forgotten about or whatever, but you know, people are at the intersection of different groups and how their experiences, our experiences are equally as important so that was on saturday um and then my birthday was on monday yes happy belated thank you so it's weird having like a covid birthday i know right like you can't um you know my birthdays are usually low-key anyway but it's like i miss going to like a restaurant or like having dinner for the birthday but it was good it was like Family FaceTime, uh, my nieces, um, mm-hmm. and nephews called me, to, you know, wish me happy birthday and sing and stuff. And I think my favorite part of my birthday is every year my mom calls and gives me like my birth story. So she tells me oh. about the day I was born <laughs> and like the whole build up because it was um it was a uh, it was a ride because um my birthday was actually supposed to be May fifteenth. Right. And so um very post yeah, I was post mature is right, is the term for it. Um so like six weeks late. And so she tells me how, you know, she just was sitting like on the back porch the middle of the summer and she was just like, All right, I'm tired of this. <laughs> Come and get this baby. So it was yeah. uh, I like I look forward to that. Like kinda it kinda makes you know, the whole birthday tradition. Aww. Yeah. It's exciting. It's good. Yeah. And nice. actually my um my nephew's birthday is the day after mine. So my oldest nephew uh had his birthday uh, on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, so that was sweet. Oh, both my nephews are actually born in June, which is kinda weird. Okay, well happy birthday <laughs> to all the June babies. Yeah. May, may J- July roll in smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> How you been? What you been up to? This past weekend was my first weekend leaving the Philly, uh, Jersey area. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to go see my friend who lives in Richmond. He and I were supposed to be meeting in Toronto this past weekend for oh, Toronto yeah, Pride. For Pride, yeah. But since COVID canceled that. We, uh, no, I hadn't seen him in a year and a half. No, I hadn't seen him since October, but that was like a quick little thing at, at Outfest in Philly. Okay. But I hadn't like spent time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like spent an yeah. extended amount of time with him about a year and a half. Oh, wow. um, so I drove down to Richmond to see him. 
And that was really nice. We had good friend times, lots of laughter, lots of tears, lots of catching up. Mm-hmm. Um, I also didn't realize that like when you go down to Richmond, you know, that there was a lot of Black Lives Matter protests and things that were still happening. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just my ignorance as like a Northeasterner, but I'm like, Richmond's not even like a real place. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean when I say that though. Uh-huh. Like, it's a yeah. quaint little city, but it's not like a major metropolitan area that you think of. Uh, but like down there, there's lots of Confederate statues. It was the, oh yeah, uh, you know, it was the capital of the Confederacy. It was, yeah. And like, there's this like right, like right around the corner from where he lives, and like it's really nice area. There's like all these statues. There's like mm-hmm. Jefferson Davis and all these Confederate statues. And mm-hmm. we were like drunk one night and just walked down there to check it out. And the statues are like just totally defaced, with all types of like graffiti going like all the way up like thirty feet. Oh, it wow. looked, it actually looked kind of cool. Okay. <laughs> um, so like we walk like body street statues and then like there's people protesting, you know, off, I kept the safe distance because I wasn't trying to get caught in the mix. And, nobody uh, pulled guns on you, did they? Nobody pulled guns. Like some people. Um, but it was interesting because me, my friend and his other friend, you know, were three gay guys and then like, you know, two of us are black, one white. And then this black guy in a mask, well, we all were masked. He just yells, fucking faggots. Oh. At the Black Lives Matter protest. And See? I'm like, yo, 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 what the hell? What the hell? Yeah. And then he's just like, oh no, not for y'all. I'm at the police. I'm at the police. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> but still, but it was just, it was really like after that, we kind of just left and we started to hear yeah. gas. And my yeah. eye got a little teary. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, it was a fun weekend, which was a fun pride party, but also just traveling outside of the area. Mm-hmm gave me a totally new reality on COVID and why the numbers are surging again. I mean, I went to Maryland House, you know, which is basically a rest stop along I-95 because mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed to go to the bathroom that, um, that um, iced Americano got to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, they have signs everywhere, like no mask, no service. Walked up in that joint, nobody had a mask on. Like they right. were not enforcing the policy. Mm-hmm. And like the further south you go, the more intense it got. Like one night we went to Wawa after the let out. Not the let out, but after the party. (laughs) And like no one had a mask on. And people were looking at me for having a mask on. I got all kinds of questions. Go ahead. You went to a party in the middle of a pandemic. It was an intimate gathering. It was only eight people total. And I was masked the entire time. Except for when like I was drinking. Eyes wide shut mask. <laughs> no, I have my COVID mask on. I have oh, my evening okay. mask. I have my designer evening mask and I had shield sunglasses. At night. Well, they they, they did okay. come off. Okay. But wow. I mean we kept it was outside. It was only eight people. Mm. You know, we were like we were like, you know, four and four. It was okay. I felt comfortable. But like when you're in Wawa and there's like forty people and no one has a yeah. mask on. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of crazy when you're at like a protest and nobody has a mask on. Yeah, well, that was crazy. But yeah, I mean, I felt like I took the precautions that I I could, but I also see like there's, I think outside of like the northeast area, people are a lot more lax about it. But that's my first time traveling, so I didn't really, you know, I kind of got well, to observe how other people interact. And also, you know, it hasn't been on the news as much lately. And then I think a lot of states were on the verge of reopening and so maybe they 
just didn't think it was necessary. Right, right. Yeah. Hmm. But But that was a great weekend. I just came back. I will say that like the five hour drives, I can't do that no more. It's just long. Yeah. I just came back for the weekend and had a lovely, you know, nice weekend with my boo and that was it. Okay, cool. Yep. (laughs) So let's get into our drinks. What are you drinking tonight? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward pause. It was, I was like, well, well, well. <laughs> I'm drinking this big ass mason jar. Of, it's just my sangria. It's like a red sangria. So I just use like, you know, a sweeter red, whatever you have laying around the house, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, put, I put simple syrup in here to add the sweetness. I like to add ginger ale and I add a little bit of ginger beer, some fruits, and then some vodka. Cool. That's it. Cool. I'm having um, vodka and a sparkling watermelon drink Ooh. that I got from Trader Joe's. So nice, something a little light for the summertime. Yes, it sounds refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Cute, cute, cute. Yeah. Well, we hope our listeners are drinking responsibly since they should be home. <laughs> <laughs> they should be. <laughs> yes. Well, let's hop into the categories for this week. It's time for category is. All right. First up on the list, it's just a <laughs> just a quick category. So Evelyn Lozada, who is one of um, the basketball wives, I I like basketball wives, and she's like probably my favorite one. She's my favorite too. Yeah. I mean, I love her. I love Jennifer Williams, and I don't really like Tammy because I don't really feature her fashions, but she's good television. <laughs> Tammy is like the OG reality star. <laughs> She is. Just She's in the from, first season of The Real World. No, she was on... Was it the first or the second? I think it was the second. I can't remember. Might have been she was on the, But she was on the early seasons, like, back in the day. And just seeing her come from that, you know, to where she is now. Tammy is, is good TV, but... She's um, great. Yeah, but she walked away from... The franchise because the past few seasons she hasn't been like there like she hasn't been present right and well, you I mean, know, if you've been on reality tv since your mm-hmm. early 20s and now yeah. you're like in your mid 50s like you should be yeah. over that shit yeah <laughs> yeah because uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know it gets to a point where they just like show up and do the bare minimum and she's right. been that way for like the past two three seasons maybe well her fashions um, have been the bare minimum and also the bottom <laughs> of the barrel <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's probably TJ Maxx. Get that sale. Uh, but anyway, Evelyn Lozada posted that she has an OnlyFans account. <laughs> and she posts videos of her feet. So this is for people with foot fetishes. That can all be kinds really- of- Listen, if people are on YouTube making millions of dollars eating shrimp and lobster mm-hmm. and crabs and, and noodles, sucking king crab and noodles, <laughs> why shouldn't she open up OnlyFans and show her feed? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Put it on YouTube too, because it still won't get demonetized. Right. You know, so she, she counts um, her, her net low and wide. I mean, listen, it's desperate times. They call for desperate measures. And everybody is laid off, like production shut down. She can't work at um, basketball wise. <laughs> That's right true. 
So <laughs> she better put them toes in the sand because it was <laughs> she was sitting on like the beach or something, and like the waves were like washing up against her feet. She had a nasty pedicure and Ooh. um and uh ankle bracelet. <laughs> but listen, she not getting naked, you know. She not showing. Well, you know, sticking things I, in her butt. <laughs> I think it's fine. You know, it's crazy because when okay, so I mean, I didn't realize honestly, honestly, uh-huh. the OnlyFans was for um everybody. I thought it was just a game. Me too. <laughs> okay, me okay, too. okay. Yeah. And then I learned, and then I learned it was like even a game porn there's gay for pay but then i learned like you told me that like the straight boys is doing the gay for pay on there yeah yeah then i learned that like the straight people were doing it but i always thought it was for like sex and i always thought that there was a requirement that like there had to be like nudity nudity or sexual activity yeah you could do you could do a solo but it needed to at least be (laughs) that like it had to be above like the nighttime cinemax softcore stuff right yeah yeah (laughs) but what I've also since learned, because, you know, we stay evolving, <laughs> is, is that you can just show your feet or just show your nails or just, like, do, like, you know, prance around in your underwear. Yeah. That's fine. But I would have been upset thinking that it was what I used to thought it was. <laughs> I mean, I... That's a paying customer. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, well, how much do you charge per month? That's what I'm about to look up. <laughs> I I'm about to look to it up, know. too. <laughs> She can't be charged in like nineteen ninety nine. I'm sure she is. She t- <laughs> her subscription is twenty four ninety nine oh. per month. No man, about it. Twenty four no, ninety nine. Man, that's the highest one I've ever seen. That's a lot for just some toes. Yeah, but I guess they're basketball wife toes, though. You know, hey, that's true. That true. Twenty four but... ninety nine. Oh, and the picture that she has is very misleading. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> The picture is of her feet in stockings. Yeah. But then, like, the laying on at this, the top. She laying on this pool table. Yeah, but you can see her, her nipple. Oh, you can do $59.98 for three months oh. or $124.46 for six months. You know? That might be bad. That's a 25% savings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, times is hard. You got that check. Run it over to little oh, Evelyn. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Uh, but I mean, good for her. She's making, she making the most of it. Yeah, making the most of life. Yeah. In these Same COVID you, days. <laughs> yeah. Well, another celebrity who's trying to make the most of the lost footage from her um, Disney days <laughs> or, her, or, or her involvement with The Lion King from last yeah. summer is Beyonce. She just released her trailer for blackest king which i still don't know what it is i'm not sure if, is it is it like her previous self-titled and lemonade is a it's a visual album because this doesn't say visual album it says a film by beyonce yeah um i had a lot of questions too yeah <laughs> so it's coming on disney plus which they are gonna take everybody's money in july because hamilton, hamilton. is starting <laughs> at the beginning of the month and then this one comes what it's like the end of the month i think i don't know the exact the 31st (laughs) (laughs) the last day well they about what they doing is people gonna sign up and then they're gonna forget to renew 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. going to get you for two months. They're going to get you for July and August. Because yeah. watch, I bet you don't come on to like midnight, 10 like, like, like 10 o'clock, right <laughs> on the 31st. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's going to goop everybody. <laughs> but I think it's a, it's a visual album. Okay. Oh. It seems like, to me, it seems like it kind of harkened back to one of my favorite Jim and Jackson videos, which is like on and on with Q-Tip from the Velvet mm-hmm. Rope Days. Mm-hmm. And she has like, yeah, the red yeah. hair. It's like the Joni Mitchell sample. Yeah. And it was like really like, like beautiful African, but it seemed like it takes it back, but it also seems like uh, uh, Afrofuturistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it seems like, like there's space, there's outer space, and there's, it's like Afro-galactic. I don't know. It seems uh-huh. interesting. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't hear any music that felt compelling, but I think she, she, she never really uses music to promote these. I mean, she's only promoted mm-hmm. this and Lemonade. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly truly believe, we, I talked about this first when we started the podcast, mm-hmm. after Lemonade dropped. And I was just like, her next project will be a feature film. And I think that this, if it were not for COVID, she would have released it in theaters. Okay. She's not trying to stop her bank. However, yeah, yeah. releasing it on Disney Plus is a good, good deal. But mm-hmm. I read that this wasn't supposed to be the, she said it wasn't supposed to be the project. This is what she, she had plans to release this to coincide with the album that she did for The Lion King. Okay. But I guess that fell through. But I mean, we'll see. People seem to be hyped for it because people just love anything Beyonce does. But I just don't know about this. Well, I think I have a lot of thoughts about this because so first, um, the visuals were cute. They were like they it looked good, mm-hmm. like visually, just like the snippets that you got. Um, but you know, Beyonce is pushing forty. You know. So I, I didn't get much like Beyonce. I got her like standing still while the, the camera like pans around her or I got her standing still while there's something going on in the background. There was like a big fire mm. or something at one point. And then I got her standing still in front of a, in front of a bunch of people with like the, that white, the, like the, I think she had on like a, she might've had on a hat, but it was very right. like the, you know, formation. And then I got her standing still in front of like the beach holding the baby. The baby. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, and then the baby in that basket, I was scared. It felt kind of Moses y. Oh, it was like very, <laughs> you know, Prince of Egypt, um, Ten Commandments. <laughs> you know, it was, she did give you like two seconds of some choreography when she had on like the red. Um, yeah. But that was about That's it. About it. But if you think about it, I think that Beyonce is getting more, getting more and more political in her music. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, and that, def- that definitely started around Lemonade, right? Because mm-hmm. Lemonade was like, um, what's called that, that film was inspired by Dust of, Daughters of the Dust. So it was very like political, this black mm-hmm. film. And a lot of her message was political. That's when she did the yeah. Super Bowl with the Bruno Mars and the yeah. Black Power. Mm-hmm. So it was really like, her music's becoming more and more political and more and more Black-centered and pushing forward that message. So I think mm-hmm. maybe it's kind of hard to, like, you know, shake it, drop it, pop it, like it's hot. 
you know, in front of the black power sign or, yeah. you know, you want, you want your imagery to kind of go with the message. cohesive. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Right. So maybe that has something to do with it, but she's still going to give us some bops because it wouldn't be Beyonce without a club, a, a club track. Yeah. At least one. At least yeah. one. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, um, something I know you probably didn't see, which I did see parts of was the BET okay. Awards. Yes. <laughs> Okay. I know you did not watch. Actually, actually, I watched a little piece of it today on demand. Yeah. On demand. Wow. I am shocked. Okay. So tell me your thoughts. Okay. So was this the 20th BET Awards? I think so. Because BET turned 40 or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it was hosted by Amanda Seals, who I do not feature. Um, Tiffany from Insecure. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it started you off... Know, she used to work for The Real. Yeah, she just quit. Like, I don't know why. She put she out, like, a video like, or something. Yeah. I didn't see it. Mm. But what did she say? Was the reason? Oh, she said the reason was that, like, they weren't... She didn't like having to go work in a space where she felt like she couldn't be her unadulterated, clear self and say whatever she wanted to say, how she wanted to say it, when she wanted to say it. Um, girl, yeah, it's called any job. <laughs> Thank you. Like, <laughs> you but can't okay. be the same person you are in that dirty kitchen. <laughs> on that late table. at night. Yeah. So no, I, I do like her. I know I, I feature her, but I don't. She's, she's not a fave. So continue. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. So it started off um, with the fight the power intro, which mm-hmm. gave me everything because it had Nas. Nas looked good. It had Questlove who looked like he lost like a lot of weight. Really? Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah. looked like really snatched. Flavor Flav, he looked um alive. Right. <laughs> so, I'm surprised he still you is. Know, like, he, that, know, that, glad that, that was good for him. Um maybe he's off the drugs. I do not know. <laughs> but well, when you've done that many drugs, the look sticks with you for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah, I mean, so um, it started off, Amanda Seals, the, the intro was like six or seven, eight minutes long. I was like, that's too long. Too long. Then yeah. Amanda Seals comes on for the, the monologue, the opening monologue. And like mom was standing in front of like a green screen in her apartment. Um, <laughs> the sound was like a little off to me. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. And then. Like the backdrop, because <laughs> the backdrop came down and they had like the background. I th- and I thought it was an episode of Cedar's World. You remember Cedar's World? Oh my God, I was going to say Cedar's World. I was going to say, it looked like Cedar's World. They should have just yes, had the host. They should have had Cedar. I'm Cedar a strong black you. woman. <laughs> yes. And Cedar would dance too. Cedar, baby. Yes. <laughs> I, that's what I was thinking. You you stole the words right out of my mouth. Okay. Like, Cedar should have hosted. No, no, no. We are just, we're here. Our shirt must have yeah. match today. But, um, <laughs> Steve should have posted it. Why yeah. Amanda? Because I felt like in her little intro, her 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 jokes, it's it's hard to tell, it's right? Because as a comedian, yeah. no one's there to laugh at your jokes. Right. But also no one was laughing in the room. Right. Like I feel like her jokes just didn't hit. They didn't. I don't know if it was, was me. It, no, I was the same. Like it didn't, they didn't land. I don't and the timing felt a little off. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that she didn't do it live. I feel like she did several takes 
of each bit. And then did you see like when she kept moving her hand, like her arms <laughs> would disappear? <laughs> <laughs> I was distracted by that, that, that chunky ponytail. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, if she reached out too far, like her hands and her arms would disappear. I was like, girl, you got to stay within the frame. <laughs> stay in the frame, boo. Yeah. Wow. But, but the, thing I, the thing I can say, though, is that I think mm-hmm. that, you know, you and I both used to live for an award show. Mm-hmm. I would have parties for award shows. Yeah. But over the last two years, I've kind of just become like disillusioned with them. Okay. And I think that, um, this is a great format for all award shows going forward in the future. Right, right. I think that we should really adopt this format. Uh-huh. Um, you know, obviously it can be produced in like a studio instead of her house or apartment. Right. Yeah. It can be done a little bit better, but we don't need all the mm-hmm. different presenters. Just have, you know, the awards presented, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. The thing I also think is that the performances were much better. Like, you know, Megan Thee Stallion's performance was great. I and loved it. We had, we, had, it was, we had angles. Yeah. yeah. She, she was twerking in front of the Black Power Fist, but you know, we can do both. That's fine. That's fine. She That's gave, fine. they spent most of the budget, I think, on her performance because she gave like a Mad Max, Beyond the Thunderdome, Tina Turner yes. moment. Apocalyptic. Yeah. So she had like production value in that performance. I think because yes. um, she had like two different sets. She was like on the little dirt bike. Um, uh-huh. She had costumes. It, it was, it was that's where I, I stopped watching though, but, but it was good. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. I liked Chloe the, and Holly. I didn't get that little, far. Oh, the, I know the you don't like little girls. girls. Yeah. <laughs> the nasty little girls. They're, they're young women. I actually listened to their album, um, Driving uh, To And From Richmond. And um, it's cute. It's cute. I think that the one girl who's not, Little Mermaid has a more recording voice, okay. whereas the other girl who will be Little Mermaid, like she sounds very like Broadway. She's like a different kind of a like. She sounds like a Disney princess when she sings, okay. and that's not okay. the most pleasant. But I thought their performance mm-hmm. of Do It was super super cute. Uh, I like Summer Walker's performance, and I think that she oh, liked her. performing because no one was there and she gets stage fright. <laughs> and she performed with Usher, but it was cute to me. It was kind of reminiscent of like the Boy Is Mine. They had the separate rooms. Everyone yeah. on the stage was socially distanced. It was cute. I really did actually enjoy the BET Awards. I enjoyed this new format because I do. Um, well, first off, I don't know why it was three hours because yeah, we didn't need all of that. <laughs> like I know, I know they contracted um, Amanda Seals to do the host and be the do the opening monologue, but after that, y'all could have put up a screensaver and scroll through <laughs> <laughs> all of them awards, like right, real fast. Um, mm. But I liked how um, they did the performances because I felt like it gave them the artists a little bit more creativity and creative right. um, license because. They had like that guy, um, Manchego or somebody. He was like in that room with all Manchego. of the, yeah, with all of the plants. Yeah, I don't know these people. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked like um, his apartment looked like a gay millennial though, because he had way too many plants in there. Let me tell you, that's my that's basically my place. I've got I'm about to go get my 14th plant tomorrow. Oh man, COVID is turning into a plant exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but then, but then when he pulled out that saxophone, and I was like, "How are you playing the saxophone?" But your fingers aren't moving, and when the notes are coming out, your lips aren't even on the saxophone. 
Mm. Yeah, you gotta, that's the one thing you got to give us some believe it, it allows it allows the performer to kind of do more smoke and mirrors because you can mm-hmm. cut you can be more produced you have mm-hmm. all that yeah i liked it because it just seemed like just better quality but the, i did miss yeah. the spontaneity like growing up as a kid watching like the vmas and stuff mm-hmm. crazy shit would always happen because it was alive yeah and this is this is before the seven second delay yeah but um so I miss the excitement of that. The but I do think of, we should do this going forward. It fits, it fits the culture now. Yeah, I think so. And I, I, I um, kind of, you know, you miss the red carpet, I guess. But, you know, some people are still posting, like, their pictures of what they would have worn or right. know, things like that. Yeah. You know, since Joan Rivers, may she rest in peace, the fashions have never been the same for me. Anyway. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. But, only time I only time I'm looking for the fashions is the Met Gala. Bro, yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> but it was good. Like I want, I do um, wonder like what that's gonna do for award shows in the future. I know the VMA said that they will probably not have an audience um, for theirs, okay. um, which is coming up I think in August, mm-hmm. and then award season like really picks up. In like September and beyond to November, right? I'm not so, sure. Was that like, I don't know. Because I feel like award season for me is like late January into February, mid March. So like COVID like came right at the end of award season. Yeah. Uh, oh, my Alexa turned on. But, hey, Alexa um, girl, how you doing? Yeah. So, <laughs> I feel like it. Maybe the maybe the nominations are announced around September ish. Right. Late October, November is when it starts. Maybe that's what it's next. But we'll see how it how it works. See. All oh, right. Yeah. That was a fun little list of categories. It was light and cute. <laughs> All right. So why don't you introduce us to our next segment in the realness or our next discussion in the realness segment? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, our next uh, segment is realness and this is where we like to talk about you know our lives ourselves and we keep it real <laughs> uh, so you know it's the end of June um, the first half of the year is is done um, we kind of did this because the end of the first quarter was like when we first started kind of doing these remote um, recordings yeah by my birthday yeah and so um so now my birthday is the end of the second quarter end of the first half of the year i just realized and, that yeah <laughs> so i'm the end of the first or the end of the second yeah cool. yeah okay yep so looking back on the first half of the year how did it how, did, how was it how did it go for you oh gosh okay so it's just I don't know, I think my first quarter review was like crazy because COVID happened like, you know, two weeks, you know, you know, two weeks before the first quarter review. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of crazy. But um, my, um, since then, I, so am I just reviewing the past six months? I'm at the past three months or the whole six months? Do the whole thing, totality. Okay. So actually, <laughs> I think that for me personally, as for me in my house, COVID has been somewhat of a blessing. Or, um, you know, I first just want to say that I'm happy that I'm healthy, I am safe, all my family and loved ones are happy and safe. 
you know, I do know some people who have contracted COVID, but thankfully they're all recovered and healthy and safe. So that's just what is a blessing and beautiful for me. I think the COVID kind of really allowed me to slow down and, and pause. Um, you know, when we did the Q1 review, I think it was just like so soon that like I had to like, before I even really mentally and emotionally pivoted. Right. Uh, so it was hard to adjust. But since then, like I've actually kind of really enjoyed it. I'm not like, you know, fighting against it. Yes, I wear my mask. Yes, I try to socially distance, but I've kind of just trying to find a silver lining and, and, and I think that the slowdown's been good for me in many ways. I broke it down into categories. First off, financially, it's been great. Um, I'm saving a lot of money during COVID. Um, for me and my line of business, there's been some opportunities for me to make money because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, you know, there was a point where I was spending too much on Amazon stuff because I missed the shopping, but yeah, from a financial perspective, COVID's got me in a better position than if I weren't because I ain't out at these bars, I ain't out at these restaurants, I'm saving right. a really, really cute coin because you know I eat out. Out. <laughs> I spend salaries eating out. Um, in terms of business, you know, for me also, I was, not many people know this, but I opened up my own solo practice the better salon group yeah and that's something that has been in work for a while now and i was going to do my big like launch on march 15th of this mm-hmm. year because i had a personal meaning to me mm-hmm. but i del- i delayed it because that was right when covid was hitting yeah. um but since then i have announced and i have like put myself out there gotten you know a decent amount of clients and doing pretty well with that so that's been really good because it's been like a lifelong goal and something i was really scared to do but i finally mm-hmm. launched it and did it so that's been like great um in terms of like my physical physicality um i created a home gym and i work out every day but for me like working out has been a way for me to kind of manage the stress and be in tune with my body and myself um so because now i work out every day almost or do some form of like a lot of exercise damn near every day i'm in the best shape that i've been in since i was like in my early 20s um okay. in terms of like my mind you know i've talked about it on here before i've I've struggled with mental illness and all types of things but i think that covid when it first happened i got really scared because i was like i'm just gonna slip back and i was getting worried and just it was a lot of unknown in the mm-hmm. unknown what is not good for people to have anxiety <laughs> <laughs> so um I, I kind of implemented a lot of things like journaling and keeping a gratitude journal, you know, stretching every morning, um, you know, because I'm not eating out as much. My, my diet has improved so much because I cook all my meals and just meditation. I've really like increased my meditation practice a lot, a lot, a lot since COVID mm-hmm. happened. That was a great improvement, which has impacted my overall wellness. And I'm working on manifesting things and, you know, um, I talked a little bit about dating during COVID and that was also kind of like interesting because you have to be super, super cautious and distant. But, you know, I'm happy that I've manifested something that I've wanted for a long time, a feeling I thought that I wouldn't have again and I've been seeing someone new and it's been really beautiful budding of a relationship and um, everything's like going really, really good. I feel like I'm just like bragging. <laughs> but uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm in the... For me, you know, personally, without getting too much to you on the podcast, mm-hmm. 
like the past two years have been rocky, but like since COVID has happened, like things, this is probably the happiest I've been holistically as a person in a long, long time. Good. So that's my Q2 Good. review. Yeah. I mean, there's other things that could be better, like, but I, honestly, I can't really, I, I sat here and tried to think, because you know I love to be negative Nancy, mm-hmm. and I just can't even, I can't even give you anything. That's different for you. That's, <laughs> Talk that's about good. it. <laughs> that's <God>. good. <laughs> How is your Q? Is it Q2? Yeah, Q2 review. Q2, yeah, H1 review. Um, so for me, uh, it, it wasn't really anxiety inducing or like even really hard in the beginning because just you know knowing about public health and how things work and move and you know it was something that i kind of um understood and and really um kind of prepared for uh or knew what was going to happen i didn't really need you know to like mentally prepare um for it but i think you know like you said it kind of gave a lot of people the time to reflect and 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 the time to a lot of people say it hit pause or hit, you know, reset button. But I think for me, it was more about hitting up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, select, start, <laughs> which is, if you had a Nintendo back in the day, a you Nintendo? know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a video game. Yeah. So it's, um, it was like a cheat code you put in. But it was really, you know, time for me to take advantage of the opportunity because I don't think for years we've had this opportunity where everything just kind of sits still and you're able to you know kind of reassess and make moves that you kind of weren't able to when you're dealing with like the hustle and bustle of going to work i gotta go to the gym i gotta do this i gotta do that i gotta do this you know and so many things are going on in the world that we never really have time to like kind of sit and really plan and think about you know how to you know, make changes or make progress or start projects, finish, you know, things that we said we were going to do. Because if um, there's this guy on, he's on Shark Tank, his name Robert Hershevik. Yeah, Hershevik. So he has this saying that a goal without a deadline is just a dream. And so I think that with, with, um, you know, this time that everyone's taking, you know, you kind of had that time to set the deadline. Like, okay, I want to do, I have this goal. I'm going to do it in three weeks, a month, you know, six weeks. And it mm-hmm. gave people opportunity to kind of do that. And I know for me, um, you know, I had a really busy 2019. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we, we bought the house. We were, you know, doing everything, you know, for that. And like, um, I started a new job at the top of 2019. Um, so that was an adjustment. Um, we were traveling. We bought the house. We had, you know, that whole process for months. And then um, by the time we got to to 2020, it was like, okay. Like, I think for me, everything went so well in 2019 that for 2020, I was like, okay, something's going to happen. And the bottom's going to fall out. Yeah, it's going to fall out. And I didn't know what it was. But, um, yeah, but I mean, this time like you said, gave me the opportunity to do things that I had always wanted to do. And I have a lot of transitions coming up actually too, because I 
I'm starting a new <laughs> job Yay! in a few weeks. And, you know, it's really going to be something new and it's going to be something that I'm really excited about. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to doing that in, in the next uh, few weeks. And, you know, yeah, we can't travel or we can't do, you know, go into restaurants and things that we used to love, but, you know, it really gave us the time to kind of, you know, do things that, that we needed to do. Travel within yourself. Um, <laughs> that Sorry, sounds that. like... <laughs> <laughs> that's what they should do. be doing OnlyFans. Yeah, that's, that's what they do on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to be like, you know, new mm -hmm. age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, things will open up eventually and things will, you know, get back to normal. But I feel like this is our, our new normal and we need to, you know, really kind of transition as a, as a culture. And I think we probably will, you know, because of all of this. Okay, that's where you, this is where I get negative, Nancy. <laughs> oh okay, I don't, I don't, I don't think at least American culture will. Um, and that's, but again, I'm, I'm, that's a whole nother discussion. I'm happy well, about your your cheeky review, though. No, we can talk about. It. I think that we will be kind of forced to. I think that hopefully, come November, there will be a change and. Right before the second wave like hits with the regular flu, right. I'm not so, me. Finish. No, I was gonna say a lot of the kind of confusion and anxiety and and regression that we're making is because the people in power aren't. They're just so dumb, and oh, they're. I see. Which come November, gosh. Yeah, gosh. yeah, <laughs> and they're just making things like wearing a mask be so political and it's like no it's not about politics it's not about any of that it's about it's about keeping you from wearing a ventilator which one do you want to try yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so yeah it, i don't know i i just think that americans are just so american and i say that as american but it's just like the rest of the world has been able to handle this mm -hmm. shelter at home get it down work together i think our culture is just so me 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 fuck the community i'm going to mm -hmm. do what i want to do even if it harms other people and i don't care and we're so like indignant sometimes um but then when it happens to you then you want to cry mm -hmm. and be upset I, you know i guess that I, you know, I want to be hopeful, but I can't say that I am at this time. Right. Yeah. But it's because it's some people really are just not taking it seriously. And I saw something that kind of summed it up perfectly on the Instagram, where it says, you know, the people who have been socially distancing, staying at home and wearing a mask are like the people who do all the group work, who do all the work in the group project. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's like yeah. I'm the one doing it for everyone else's benefit, but then like everyone else is the one messing it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see day by day. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cute. All right. So let's hop into our next segment of the show. It's time for I said what I said. Do you want to go first or should I? <laughs> I'll go first. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> piggybacking off of um the current health situation so my i said what i said for this week is did you know that 
our phones added a COVID tracker to I, I all did. our software. I did see that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know until my friend Natalie sent me um, a screenshot and um, of her phone. And she's like, go into your settings and do this and see if you have it. And I was like, wait, hold up. I thought, because, you know, they're doing like the contact tracing and right. you know they really want to kind of um if there's a positive case they want to be able to um kind of track you know how like the health department does if somebody got an std and they make those calls but they right. they um that's because they ask you not yeah. like, no, personally <laughs> <laughs> i heard <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they ask you you know who did you expose and blah 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 but the phones um samsung apple whoever you got nokia motorola if you got that new razor phone that's coming out but <laughs> they added a covid contact tracing to everyone's phone they say mm. that it's you have to enable it in order for it to work but i don't trust or believe that no. i think it's monitoring everybody at all times so it's just so orwellian it's just ridiculous yeah it's crazy but y'all need to take that off my phone because i'm in the house 24 7 Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i said what i said i hear that i hear that i actually yeah my my mom my sister sent that to me and i disabled it like yeah well when i opened it up it was it it said it was disabled and you're supposed to opt in if you want to but well, yeah, just, I can just check that it was disabled, but we still don't know. But even if you have location yeah. services on for your maps, like, you know, it's too, it's too much. Yeah. My said what I said is <laughs> kind of similar. And, you know, I'm not trying to be uh, insensitive to anyone's place of national origin, but it's recently been announced this week that... Um, China researchers have found that there is a new swine flu that has the potential to be at the level of a um, coronavirus pandemic, if not worse. Mm-hmm. And then I also saw that the um, president or the head of the World Health Organization says that we haven't seen the worst to come because right. there's going to be another pandemic that's soon coming. So mm-hmm. reading these articles, because like, you know, I get like in my little morning report of news, mm-hmm. and that's just when I read my news for the day. I was, mm-hmm. I kind of read them like back to back. And I'm just like, okay, here we go again. And as someone who has some Chinese heritage in him, I'm saying, China, y'all need to get y'all shit together. Because wow. this is just too much. It's ridiculous. We now live in a global society. And I've got a swan, another swan flu that has a potential to be even worse than this. I just feel like, I hate to be the conspiracy theorist, but I'm just like, y'all are trying to kill us. Something's going on. What's happening? Wow. And y'all trying to track us while y'all kill us too. And I know that everyone's caught up with the COVID, but I don't know that we can handle a COVID and a swine flu. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I feel like, I, 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 I'm not saying that we should have war, but I wish we had better, again, leadership that could kind of pull something together to kind of mm-hmm. find where like the majority and the, the, the highest likelihood of all these global pandemics that they're coming out right. of a particular nation work together and strategize to kind of get it at its source before mm-hmm. it spreads around the globe. Because I just think like logically as someone with like at least a high school diploma, that that would be like the best way to stop it from spreading around the world. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? 
Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, so I just think that, you know, China just needs to get its shit together. But if, if we could have help from other nations, that'd be great. And I said yeah. what I said. Like, <sighs> <sighs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> I hope no one was offended. Um, I, was- I don't know, girl. <laughs> let's see drop down in the comments and let us know oh gosh <laughs> alright so now it's time for our favorite part of the show it's time for tens 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 tens, tens across, across the board, board. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go first yeah so my tens this week um, is going to be stop hate for profit hashtag campaign whatever y'all doing um, so everyone knows that Mark Zuckerberg, the president, CEO, founder, whatever, of Facebook, um, is like best buddies with Trump, and he has the power to limit, remove, delete um, mm-hmm. all the misleading information that the president, so-called president, um, releases, and all of the like confusing information that he actually even puts out like in in ads um on facebook and as we know that certain other countries were meddling in the 2016 election and they use facebook as a tool for that um with their misleading and false (laughs) ads yeah um so maybe they took it to facebook and they um started a stop hate for profit campaign it was the um Anti-Defamation League, um, the NAACP, they launched it last week, and they called for major corporations to, to pull their funding, their ad advertising dollars from Facebook, because mm-hmm. the, the best way to bring about a change is hit somebody in their coin. So Starbucks said that they were going to pull all their funding. Um, and then, like, they were, like, the first, I think, major one, because they're, like, the sixth largest advertising um, advertiser on Facebook and then it just started growing. So like Adidas, Ben and Jerry's, Birchbox, uh Chobani, Clorox, Coca-Cola, um, Unilever, who is like a big global brand, said they were pulling their advertising. They said that on Friday. And then wow. within like within like an hour, Facebook responded saying that um so Mark Zuckerberg did like some kind of live thing. He was saying that um, oh, we're going to change our policies and we're going to um, really stop this. But they were like, uh-uh, no, man, we want to see the receipts. So starting July 1st, yeah, starting July 1st, just all these companies, Honda, Levi's, Microsoft, um, Patreon, Pfizer, like the list just keeps growing and growing. Target pulled theirs, um, Verizon, and it just keeps going on and on and on. So Mark was like, uh-uh. I'm going to try to do something, but they're like, no, nah, we're going to pull our, our um, advertising funding. Um, some said for a month. I think that was the initial um, time frame that these organizations said, like, pull it for the month of July. But then other companies said, no, nah, we're going to do it for the rest of the year, the rest of the quarter, or until we see a change. And I really hope it brings about a change because actually the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, two of our favorite people, are put, are supporting this behind the scenes as well. Okay. Yeah. So, Does this go along with like their management deal? 
Well, I mean, it's separate, I'm sure. Yeah, that's separate. That's separate. Yeah. Yeah. But tens for all these companies, you know, because Facebook, you know, people really, they have the, the, the capacity to do it, to like stop the ad, the misleading information, to stop the hate speech, to stop, you know, all this negative stuff from happening. But Mark is in it for a dollar mm. and he doesn't care. But. Mess. That's why I stopped using Facebook a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well, tends to you. Uh, what's again the hashtag? Stop hate for profit. Yes. Well, my tend this week goes to two women who are black and not American. <laughs> These are um, two women who won um, prestigious British book awards. Uh, first, there is. Uh, Candice Cardi Williams for her debut novel, which won Book of the Year in England or United Kingdom. Uh, it's called Queen, and it's just about a young black woman coming of age and love story living in London. And then the second book is by Bernadine um, Ibaristo. Uh, she's won book prizes before, but she won the um, Margaret Atwood Prize, um, which is another prize for a uh, famous novelist it's not like book of the year but it's like another really good novel okay. uh, prize winning and um bernadine Mariso's book's name is books is called girl woman other and i thought that this was really good to kind of feature because also since mm -hmm. covid i kind of started a book club with one of my friends who lives up in newark and um it's called pages are burning <laughs> and we um read a new book every month and we okay. alternate between novels and nonfiction. And okay. because I've been reading so much more this year, I was just super hyped to see that these Black women writers writing about Black experiences and Black lives um, were awarded and recognized for their work, um, even if it is in England. I know we got a lot of listeners over in the UK. We do. So, hey, y'all, go pick <laughs> up some books, go support these women, tend to uh, Miss Ibaristo and Ms. Uh, Carty Williams. All right, tend to y'all. Yes. <laughs> Reading is fundamental. Fundamental. <laughs> no, before two, before two drinks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much again for joining us for another episode of Category News. We'll see y'all next week. All right. Bye. bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com.